Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League podcast. I am your host, the self-proclaimed FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today are my usual suspects of Barry Stokes and Scott Williams. Barry, how are you today? All good. All good. Catching up. That's what I saw us all about. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're getting a nosebleed up in fourth in our league, I see. I see. Um, Scott, how are you getting on? Yeah, all good. All good. Dropping down. <laughs> <laughs> no movement there. Still in time. Uh, very dull. Very dull. I'm about to I'm about to start sprinkling some paprika, some little bit of spice on my team, I think. I like I think it's a I think it's a very good move. Um I've uh, I've accidentally needled you in my analysis of blank game week twenty five by only analysing the top ten teams in the league. I didn't realise you were twelve until we just spoke ah, now. So anyway. It's uh, it's it's fine. Baz, you get a bit of analysis. Hope you're looking forward to it. Thank you very much for joining us and tuning in. Don't forget to join, uh, follow us on our social media platforms on Football Pod, on Football P, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then also to like the video on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and also subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from. Right, let's get started because last week we had one game left before uh, we announced the manager of the week. It was Manchester United versus Leeds United, and somebody had Nonto up front, and his name. Was Jeffrey Belcher, manager of the week with 109 points, breaks the breaks the century with Rashford triple captain as well. Kepper in goal, Trippier, Shaw, White, De Bruyne with one point. Can't get any points at the moment, KDB. Yeah, Rashford 60, uh, Fernandez 12, Erdegaard 2, Haaland with two, Nonto 11, and Tony with one. So uh, congratulations to our manager of the week, Jeffrey Belcher. If we look at the league at the moment, with one game left to go which is the biggest game of the season so far, without a doubt. Arsenal against Manchester City tonight. I've got your predictions. Uh, that's your predictions, listeners, to, uh, to to tell you about in a second. Uh, we have, I think it's a three-way tie in the moment for the uh, for the manager of the week. One of them sat right here. He's wearing maroon. Is that maroon? That's, I think it's maroon. Uh, <laughs> 67 points, Barry. Um Talk, talk us through your game week. Talk us through the players. What, uh, what, who's been good for you and who's not? I think the double Manchester United defence has uh, done well for me there because I was woman and hour about get, putting James in and I missed the deadline. So I'm pretty <laughs> grateful I did miss the deadline, to be honest. Um, but yeah, transferred Almiron out, got Saka in for a double game week. Yes, Almiron scored, but Saka got an assist and he's got another game. So, And then... Obviously, Mitrovic is annoying me. I'm going to potentially get him out, not this week, but next week. I'm actually saving a transfer um, and having two. But how it's much smart. The... Go how on. Got... How much have you got in the bank? Um, Quite a bit, to be fair. I think I've got at least one million or something like that. Can you get to Felix? Ciao, Felix. Uh, I don't know. Mitrovic. It's just interesting because we'll, we'll touch on Chelsea in a bit. But uh, Mitrovic has actually gone down in price now, six point nine. I think Felix yeah. is seven point five. So I think you can get there, which yeah. is good. So, um, but yeah, you've got uh, Maris tonight and uh, Haaland, uh captain, of course, again to uh, still go tonight potentially if he's fit to play. Uh, so you've got Zinchenko, Saka, Martinelli, Mares, and Haaland still left to play, which is uh, exciting. Other people. On 67 points. Sorry, Baz, do you have anything else to add to the end of that? No, that's it, mate, no. no. <laughs> We've got, um, you're currently in the manager of the week stakes ahead of our um, 
our favourite Howcroft that listens to the podcast, it has to be said, Heather Howcroft. Uh, 67 points. She did take a minus four, though, so if it comes down to a tiebreaker, Heather, unfortunately, Barry is still winning. Uh, so you have to get more points than him tonight. And you've got White, Martinelli, Saka Harlan and Mara. So it's White versus Zinchenko between uh, you two. Come on, White. Um, Come on, White. Pop up with an assist or something. Come on. Um, in fact, that's only three points, isn't it? Uh, pop up with a goal, and, and then you'll uh, you'll be uh, you'll be there. Um, so Heather in the in in the running for that one, and then we've also got Steve Cousins, sixty-seven points level. You two transfers. He's got Saliba, Saka, Maris, Martinelli, and Haaland. So it's White versus Zinchenko versus Saliba uh, for uh, for Manager of the Week, but. There is also still an outside shout, um, and it's not that outside of a shout, to be fair, because if I can find him somewhere down here in the mix of me... Yeah, Martin. Uh, Martin Wheel. Now, Martin's got Gabriel, Saka, Erdegaard, Maris, but Haaland's his triple captain. So if Haaland plays tonight, he's only point behind. Martin could end up taking it. It's all very close. Um, but as, as expected this week, uh, there's... Everyone's quite there's like you could throw a blanket over most 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 teams this week in terms of the point scores. I mean, David Byrne with 41, sorry, Dave, to rip you here. Uh 6.2 mil, but you've um Kanji with his one point, but you've got Saka and Ketia as well as De Bruyne and left to play. I mean, that's probably like one of the lowest scores. It's well, he's got been... triple captain as well, I think. Yeah, so he's playing as triple captain this week on, on Haaland. So it's it. There's yeah. You kind of throw a blanket over most of the scores of the people who are bothered doing their uh, doing their teams this week. But um, your predictions as listeners for tonight, and you'll listen to this after the game's finished. But um, it was dead equal on our Instagram poll between City win, Arsenal win, and draw. Thirty three percent of you went for each of the of the options. That's how tight everyone thinks it is. I personally think it'll be a draw tonight. That's why I think it will happen in the big game, biggest game of the season. Uh, Baz, what's your prediction for tonight? Which is always nice and bold to get. I think it's going to be 1-1. One, one. what I think is going to happen. What do you think? 3-1 City. 3-1 City. Scott? I've, I've won 2-1. Arsenal. <laughs> Complete split again. <laughs> this is this is it though. I think everyone really does feel this way about it, don't they? It's it's going to be. I fancy I fancy Arsenal under the lights. Biggest game for them in ten years. Yeah, let's be honest. It's bigger than any. Let's be honest. It's bigger than any FA Cup final they've had. Um, they've won a lot of FA Cups in recent years, but they want to get back to that summit winning the Premier League. This is huge for them. I think I think they get over the line because I think and I think we're going to touch on them a bit later on. City are still still not really themselves. I don't think too much. Well, I agree entirely. It's so big. I mean, if they get to six points clear with a game in hand, now I know there's still 16 games left to go and 15 for City, and that's a lot of matches still left to play. But Arsenal. They don't have any League Cup, FA Cup. They're not in the Champions League. They can basically play their num- their first eleven every single week in in the Premier League. That's been so settled. They've done so well and only lost two games all season um, to basically the two best teams in the league, Man United and Everton. Uh, but that's that that's what's happened to them. And you know they can go into that next game with City, where they've got to play in game week thirty something, and they've got a lot of pressure off them. So it's 
whereas City win, they go top. It's just such a big game. But we'll, uh, I hope everyone enjoys it tonight when you listen to this on Thursday. Um, it wasn't a board draw and a nil-nil. <laughs> Announcements that have happened since we last spoke, friends that listen to the podcast. Double game week 27 has been announced. So Brentford, who is it's classic, isn't it? The two teams that blank in game week 25 have double game weeks in 27. Everton away, Southampton away for Brentford. Brighton have Leeds away and Palace at home. So two very good double game weeks for both teams. Um, Crystal Palace have um, Man City at home and then Brighton away, which is obviously a very, very tough double game week for Crystal Palace. So we can basically ignore them anyway. Uh, they have Arsenal playing after, so it's in, Palace is still a team not to touch. Um, and Southampton have Man United away and Brentford at home that are two, again, incredibly tough fixtures. Um, apparently, Jesse Marsh isn't going to become their manager. I've read today that talks have broken down. So who knows um, what's what's going on at Southampton at the moment? We'll come to them when we, we review the game week because Nathan Jones's last hurrah was a funny, a funny, a funny game. Um Immediate reaction to the double game week, Scott, um, in terms of fixtures? Uh, uh, you or not? I mean, I mean, my reaction to our little WhatsApp group, I think, was meh. Mm. Um, I think it's because you look, like you say, you can rule Palace out. You're never going for near their assets. Um, Southampton as well, you're not touching on them. And then you're, you're looking at Brentford and Brighton, which, yeah. I, I think, but then, like you say, you got you, you got you got your blank in twenty five. So mm. it's are you going to really are you really going to bring Brentford and Brighton players out of your team to put them back in, or are you going to leave them in? I think you're going to leave them in probably if you've got them in, but I wouldn't be rushing probably too heavily. Someone like Matoma, maybe someone like that, Tony, if he keeps scoring and. I don't know what's going on with him. She should be banned for about 12 years, but apparently that's still ongoing. <laughs> exactly, I know. <laughs> yeah. it's still playing every week, isn't it? It's still, it's like, it's still annoying, mate. Yeah. I think they're looking through every single bet that he's done. So He's <laughs> <laughs> going for all the betting slips. <laughs> yeah, does he, does he then it. just keep putting on more bets to make it yeah, last longer it. then? Probably, probably might as well. It's a good idea, that. Yeah. Keep it dragged um, out. Uh, but yeah, not, not, not the most exciting, but... You've got two teams in Brentford and Brighton that you're gonna probably want one, maybe maybe one of each in there, maybe a Tony and Matoma, something like that, or a, a Brighton defender, um, something. It's not something to get too, you know. It's it's, it's a differential captain as well because you're probably gonna captain one of them too. You uh, think? Who who are, who are the big boys playing that week? Yeah, I know Man City's got Palace, haven't they? So yeah, Arsenal home or away, Fulham away, um, City got away Palace stuff. away. Palace away. Because they're away, I think that makes a lot of difference. I really just, do. It's just United have Southampton at home. and Yeah. Are you going to stay away from Rashford for a captain there? For, for, for potentially a, a Tony against Everton and Southampton? I probably would go Tony, wouldn't you? Because you also but, know, like, the, the point is that Rashford does only really score one goal every game. You know, because yeah. that, is, that mm-hmm. is true. He, he tends to not get... He got a goal and an assist in one game, but in terms of explosiveness... Yeah. yeah, I think you've got to keep your eye on Everton and Southampton, though. Obviously, Everton lost on Monday, but you know, it's you know Liverpool. They were fired up for that game. That was like Liverpool of old a little bit. Um, you've got to keep an eye on them. I think Dyshlov and compact and hard to beat. And it's whoever Southampton get in in the next week or so. Are they going to be hard to beat? Is it going to be a new manager bounce? Because that double game week, 
if that was, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, my God, yes, captain, whatever, the Brentford players. But now I think it's a very different picture. In terms of the, the form table, um, Brentford are top in the last six games in the Premier League with four wins and two draws. And Brighton are third, only behind Man City with three wins, two draws and a loss. Um, and you know, Brighton have scored more goals than any other team in the league in that period of time with 13. And Brentford have got the third, equal third most with 11 goals, which is the same as uh, Man United and Leicester. So, and Brentford also, in terms of goals against, have got the equal best defence with Newcastle. So, I know the fixtures have been okay for them, but still, they've not been that easy. And they've had Arsenal in there, for example, for one of them, and that's one of the goals that they've conceded. So, Brentford's form is very good. Uh, they have City in there as well, didn't they? Oh, yeah, I think they did. No, they didn't. They have City in there. That was the last game before they... Yeah, we've not had six since then, have we? I don't think. I don't remember. I'll 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 have a quick look. Um, Baz, your take on the on the the double game week announcement? That really changes. I don't think. Really, to be honest, I've got no Brighton or or Brentford assets, so I probably would leave my transfer on twenty six and then do get a, a Palace and uh, uh, not Palace, uh, a Brighton and a Brentford player in. They oh, um, go crazy. They beat uh, West Ham two nil. Uh, Brentford beat Liverpool three one. Bournemouth two nil. Uh, drew with Leeds nil nil. They beat Southampton three nil, and then drew one one with oh. with Arsenal. So they, they've they have beaten Liverpool, West Ham, and drawn with Arsenal in it. It's a good run. It, 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 they just it, it's it is interesting because. You're not going to back them again. I mean, they, they, in terms of the, the game week 24 that we're going into, um, you're not going to back them against... Uh, oh, no, you will back them, sorry, against Crystal Palace, but you're not going to buy them before a blank. That's what I meant to say. Uh, and then they have Fulham after, which is a tough game. So if you're going to get them in, you're probably going to buy them in for, for 27, aren't you? That's kind of the only way it, it's it's, it's yeah. going to work work for you. Uh, Interestingly, the way that it falls then for chip strategy. So, a lot of people, <laughs> you get the timer out, lads. Um, a, a lot of people, a lot of people have, have asked me about chip strategy, and you basically can't plan for it until after a game week twenty five has finished and the FA Cup fixtures have finished, because then at that point you'll know who blanks in game week twenty eight. You're going to know a lot more about who's going to play in game week 29 in the double game week. And you're also going to know a lot more about the structure of the games that are going to be in game week 32. So the, the long story short is um, you need to be looking at certain teams like Chelsea, Arsenal. Those are the two main ones, really, because they play in game week 25. They play in game week 28. So one of them doubles in 25 in Arsenal. And Chelsea will probably double in 29. So you kind of want to hedge your bets, really. Uh, you've got the game week 25, double game week as well. Uh, you could potentially bring in one Liverpool player for that. Uh, game week 32 could still be a massive minefield. We don't know who's going to play in that at all yet. So if you can navigate this without using a free hit, then that's great. My biggest worry is that if you go all in on game week 27, you have to probably use your free hit 28. 
So a lot of people have talked about wildcarding in game week 27 so they can get some double game week players in and then also you know keep a few Arsenal because they've got a good run of fixtures. Then free hit in game week 28 and then invest. Then you've still got a bench boost in game week 29. That's that's a possibility. But then you, you're, you're open to the game week 32. And the biggest problem is, is that if you're going to go all in on game week 27, yeah, well, you're going to have to do it via a wild card because otherwise you're going to end up potentially screwing yourself over. Like if you go for Liverpool, the, the perfect example is this. You've got a double game week in game week 25, which is Liverpool, right? They've got Crystal Palace and Wolves. They're very good fixtures. You're not going to buy a Liverpool player before they play Newcastle, really. Okay. So you'll buy one or two of them for game week 25. If you start trying to get three of them in, there's a potential that they blank in, in game week 28. And then they also uh, might blank as well, like later on in the season, or they might not have a double game week in 20. You just don't know what's going to happen. So you've kind of got to hedge your bets. So anyway, yes. One of the strategies is potentially wildcard 27, free hit 28, bench boost 29. I don't think that's a bad strategy, but it does leave you open to being screwed over a little bit later. I actually prefer the strategy of don't go all in on 27, navigate 28 without a free hit, bench boost 29 and then free in 32. But we'll get to that after the game week 25 deadline because that is when you will have a fuller picture. Hope that didn't, hope that makes sense. And that's why we're going to look at Chelsea in a lot of detail. So... Before we get to the review of the fixtures, I want to talk about blank game week 25 and our league. And it's quite exciting at the top of the uh, top of the mini league. We've got um, 100 points, 102 points separating the top 10 and quite a wide number of potential strategies that are going to happen here. So Fully's got five blank, five players blanking in game week 25 and one injury. DC's got four blanks and he's already used his free hit. Sandeep's got seven blanks. <laughs> yeah, seven blanks for game week 25, which is pretty pretty intense. Uh, Barry, you've got four blanks and an injury. So to navigate, which is interesting. Um, before I move down this list, Cully's used his wild card and triple captain. Dan's used his free hit bench boost and triple captain, and Sandeep's used his wild card triple captain and bench boost. So Sandeep does have his free hit left, but if he free hits in 25, and how's he going to play out 27, 28, 29? It becomes quite difficult. That's when you have to plan ahead and you need to have this information. But yeah, Barry, uh, four blanks, Dave Byrne, five blanks in an injury. Jeff, four blanks, Gav, four blanks in an injury. Rich, five blanks, Dimple, four blanks in an injury, and one player that's been dropped, I think it's Kinder Bueno. Um, and Bicar Michael's got six blanks in a player that's dropped. Bicar Michael, by the way, has only had two red arrows since game week five. <laughs> that's absolutely incredible form, by the way. So uh, shout out to, to, to Bicar for his consistency of chipping up that uh, league table. Um, game week 25, Barry, I'll come to you because you're on, on, on the podcast, of course. What's your plan to navigate? What are you, what are you thinking? Who are you keeping? Who are you get rid of? What's the plan? I am getting rid of Mitrovic, and he, but he plays in game week twenty five. So what are you going to do with players that 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 uh, blank and, and also injuries potentially? Yeah, but who else? Who else is blanking? So you got Manu, you got Shaw, De Gea, Trippier, Rashford. 
Yeah, at the, pa- at the... Patterson, Patterson's probably be back, mm-hmm. and he's, he's got a double, so I might just keep him anyway. So I've, I've, I've obviously three at the back. He's back in training. To be fair, I did hear yeah. that. So he's so got probably, a his way back team. But that's all depending on on that. That's why I'm banking a transfer just in case he's not fit, and I have to transfer him out and get rid of Mitrovic because I'm looking at that. But. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's my my plan. Still going to keep Shawdigay, Trippier, and Rashford. They're going to be my bench. Okay. And and then and then go 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 from there. Um, really. Um, that's makes sense. Dep- no, depend, makes sense. Depending on depending on Patterson's injury, if if he if he's if he's in, great. If he's out, then Pereira and Mitrovic will be coming out too full of. Fair enough. No, no, it's interesting because people have just got to think about this and then and I'll be, and I'll be transferring a Wolves midfielder and maybe Nunes if I can afford him. Okay, for the, going for a touch of the Darwins. Did get an assist because Pickford let Salah score. <laughs> yeah, so, we'll uh, touch upon that. <laughs> very nice of Jordan, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It's just again, if somebody's looking at, at buying players for an example to to navigate this process, you know, you've got to look at teams like Villa, maybe an Ollie Watkins or something like this for game week twenty five. Everton, Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, and a potential double game week in twenty nine, and then Forest in thirty. You've got no chips. He seems like a perfect sort of player. Mm-hmm. Again, Tyron Mings is going to play every game potentially. Something, some a cheap defender, um, you know, to bulk up your squad. They're the sort of team you need to be looking at. Chelsea ba- again. We're going Bailey to midfielder. Four, four. Is it still four point five? Bailey. Four point four now. Oh, was yeah, it? Wow. Yeah, four point four. So again, you know, Buendia seems to be quite key to the way they want to play. I think as well. So like any any of these sorts of guys, they're interesting to get involved with. You're not really going to want to invest in Bournemouth if you can help it. But again, Chelsea are a team that play all the way through. So let's uh, let's get to the review of the of the game, shall we? So Scott, you watched Chelsea against West Ham. Yep. Impressed with Chelsea? Uh, first half, definitely impressed with Chelsea, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah, perfect. First half, really, really good. Um, they they should have been two or three goals up at halftime and had the game dead and buried dead in there. Um, they were all over West Ham. They looked really good in that final third. Um, I thought Enzo Fernandez played fantastically. Um, He's kind of pulling the strings a little bit in that midfield. Probably played a bit more attacking than I expected to see him, actually. Um, Havertz, I mean, the goal was class um, for Jao Felix, but Havertz played, I thought, played played really, really well there as well. Um, and yeah, Jao Felix looks like quite a player, doesn't he? Um, they, you could see, you could see by Potter's reaction when they, I think he had a couple of goals, this uh, rolled out because of tight offsides and things like that that he knew that they needed to get a second or third at West Ham away. You needed mm. that, especially with how they've been playing. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely saw a lot of improvement. I feel like he is getting to know his best starting 11 now. Um, they looked fairly solid with um, Thiago Silva and Bash Bashirley, yeah. At, at the back. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought thought they were getting there. It'd be interesting to see um, you know, what they do. Is are they playing tonight in the Champions League? I think they are. I think so. Yeah. Interesting to see what they do there. But getting there, I think I think they've just got to stick 
stick with Potter. Um, I think he's a really good manager. He'll become a bad manager overnight. It's going to take any manager time to, uh, you know, in, integrate all these players as well. But yeah, I, I, first time I've properly seen Endo and since the World Cup and Jao Felix and Verts, I thought they were all doing really well there. I think they need a big looking ahead a bit to the summer. I think they need a bit of a clear out. Um, you know, people that doesn't fancy and whatnot. But yeah, I'll get in there. Badashield's not in the Champions League squad. They're away at Dortmund tonight. Um, but Badashield's not in the Champions League squad, which is interesting. So, uh, you know, by the looks of what Potter's doing, he's going to play in the league. Um, but I don't know if he's going to then want to have a settled partnership for the Champions League if you get further. I don't know. That's a bit of an odd one. But yeah, I do know what you mean, though. I think they were sort of, he's sort of getting towards that team that he wants. Havertz has been ever present. Felix, I think everything went through him. Yeah. When I watched the game, looked good. Mudrick's obviously looks like a quality player. He just needs to get fit, needs to fit in, et cetera. And then his back four when Kukurea's out and Chilwell's back and fit. Again, it was 60-something minutes. They got subbed. Um, he's sort of finding out what his best defence is. But uh, Felix is 100% on my radar at the moment, I think, um, as well as uh, James as well, had the third highest XG in the game. Um, yeah, they're interesting. Uh, Baz, your your take on, on, uh, on Chelsea assets? I think they're missing the vocal point of a, a number nine up front. But what they do well is Havertz and Felix rotate that position. So one of them comes a false nine and the other one fills that void. So it's quite difficult to, to defend. Um, but apart from, apart from that, I think everything what Scott said is good. Mm. There's no, no else from that. Obviously, I can see them improving. Obviously, they have to really because they spent all that money, to be honest. So Yeah, they can't. You think that they can't just keep staying where they are or P45 for Potter. Mm. Unfortunately, that that's it. You know, they'll have to they'll have to start improving relatively quickly, but um, they're they're showing the signs of it. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to be tough for them to get top four from where they are at the moment. But Southampton at home, Spurs away, Leeds at home, Leicester away, Everton at home, and Villa at home. Um, and that twenty nine, I potentially have a Liverpool fixture thrown in there as well for a double game week. So Chelsea for me have excellent fixtures. Um, they play in all the blanks. They are the sort of team you can see Enzo's on the ball a lot. I think Felix is is going to be a good additional striker. Um, yeah, it's. I think generally my recommendation from to everyone this week would be to try and bank a transfer either this week or next week because after the game week twenty five fixtures are done before the game week twenty six deadline, technically according to the Premier League website, we should know that. All of we should know all of the fixtures for April, you know. So that includes um, yeah, blank game week twenty eight, and also potentially double game week twenty nine. So if you can bank a transfer over the next two weeks, definitely do it because you're going to be in a much stronger position going into game week twenty six uh, with a lot more information. But if you're looking at a player right now or a team right now to invest in in game week twenty five, like I've got two free transfers this week, so I'm going to use one of them. I'm probably going to either bring in like Jao Felix, uh, Reese James or Kepa. It's probably going to be one of those players that comes in for me this week because I'll, I'll, I want to have a player in 25 for one of the players that's going to blank in 25, obviously. Um, and I want to try and navigate 28 without using a chip. What I, would, um, what I would say is if you're top of your fantasy football league, you do not want Chelsea, you do not want Liverpool to start showing form. Because that casts a that casts a wider net for people like me, 
mm-hmm. and you, Alex, like, like trying to catch up where we can dip into Chelsea, we can dip into Liverpool. Because at the minute, I would say the last few weeks, it's been a bit boring because everyone's had free Chelsea, free Arsenal assets, free <laughs> City assets, Marcus Rashford, Shaw. It's been very samey. You want a bit of differential, don't you? So I love the fact that Chelsea and Liverpool are just showing a little bit of spark. It's impossible to catch up when it's perma-captain Haaland uh, and then everyone's got Trippier, Shaw, Rashford, Martinelli, whatever. It becomes like a three-player game. You've got to try and use the catch-up with a few tiny little tweaks within that. So, yeah, you know, for me, uh, up to uh, 1.6 mil OR. Thank you very much. 1.6 million overall. What we're doing when you crack that billion? Uh, I'm, we're going to go, I'm, do you know, a bottle of champagne. <laughs> oh. A bottle of lands, a bottle of lands on, on, on the pod. Uh, <laughs> up from seven and a half million in game week two. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, just grinding, grinding. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think you're right. It's it's really, really good for the game that more players are now becoming an option and not good if you're top. I know what it's like sitting top of the league and you're like, it's great when it's samey because you get the same points every week and you're going to keep being top. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's hard otherwise. But uh, quick word on West Ham. Other than uh, is Suchek their new goalkeeper? I just, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, he was at it at game. He's four point five goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, bring him in for a blank game week. Um, yeah, uh, but not for West Ham. Thoughts, Scott? Yeah, I, I, I've, I like West Ham as you know, closet West Ham fan. I thought they'd do a lot better this season, um, but yeah, they, they looked okay. It's okay. I think they just need to get. Um, it's just it's just a lack of goals from, isn't it, at the moment? I think they need to keep Jared, Jared Bowen in form because he's certainly someone that you could look at, um, sort of fixture wise. But yeah, it's that Suchet one was an absolute disgrace. The, it was on BT Sport, I think, and they brought you know whatever the ref is Peter uh, Walton, Peter <laughs> Walton on straight when he was like, yeah, clear cut. Uh, and then it's it's the fact that they looked at it for about two seconds and went that. It's like what? How is that not a penalty? It's ridiculous. It's so funny because he just dived. <laughs> like, dived on the ball. At, at least that one's actually down to some sort of interpretation, other than you know some of the facts that were missed on later on that we'll uh, we'll have to touch on. Uh, touch on, but Emerson is a cheap defender. Seems to be pretty nailed when I listen to West Ham fans. Um, also, Scott, what I will say, the, um, uh, listen to the Diary of a CEO podcast and David Moyes did it with Stephen Bartlett. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really good listen. Um, and he talks this se- about this season with West Ham and he basically says, look, we knew we did well, we knew we did well, but we were on sort of like a bit of a knife edge with the team really. And we knew to progress to the next level, we were going to have to rip it up a little bit, yeah. bring players in and integrate. Um, so we... They kind of knew at West Ham that this sort of season might happen. Yeah. Um, so there's you know there's no threat to Moyes' job here. They're fully backing him, and yeah. this this is where where they're where they're at. Famous last words. But Emerson, cheap defender, completely agree about Bowen. Sue Fall again, another cheap defender. Got some really cheap wing backs when it gets so they get stuck into uh, some better fixtures. Um, but yeah, Spurs next for game week twenty five. They've got Forest at home. Uh, then they've got Brighton away, Villa. Um, potentially City in, in 28, but that's probably going to end up being a blank, I think. Um, but, you know, again, decent enabling options. I need to start these tabs. I'm already doing my own editing by clicking through these things. It's the first one, though. Like, what am I doing? Uh, Arsenal, Brentford, uh, Barry. Trossard scored. Yeah. 
Um, that Martinelli done, is it? Yeah, I think I think he's done. I, I think Trossard's going to start tonight. I think he's going to start. Um, I've been saying it for, for a couple of weeks now. Um, <laughs> you keep like pushing me, him. It's like me and Zinni. Like, yeah, Zinni and, Zinni and Trossard, yeah, they're going to be like best mates. Um, but yeah, it's Arsenal was outplayed in that game. Brentford looked the better team. Could have been saying Arsenal are hard done by with the decision, but Brentford deserved at least a point in that game. Um, Tony absolute bossed it. Um, I think uh, Arteta's was gutted that he, he <laughs> Tony wasn't banned. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously I'm surprised that uh, Raya made obviously six saves because I didn't realise Arsenal had that many chances, to be honest. Uh, um, but yeah, I think Brentford looked really good. Um, you could tell they were at the top of the form table. They're full of confidence. Um, everything comes through um, Tony. So yeah, um, definitely yeah. worth... Getting one of them in, and and Martinelli, I think, is on the downer. It's it's amazing, isn't it? When because I agree with what you what you said then, Baz. Um, you know, watching the highlights, watching, listen to the game on Soccer Saturday as well, seemed like a really even game. If not Brentford, certainly did like say deserve the point. But stats can be amazing, can't they? Seventy thirty possession wise to Arsenal, yeah. twenty three goal attempts to nine, seven to two, ten to four shots off target. But you know, stats. They're good for a certain certain aspects of the game, but really you've got to you've got to watch the game and you know listen to it. And yeah, I think they did a piece, didn't they, on Tony on match of the day? And yeah, he's he's so key to that Brentford team. They've got to got to fight to the end to keep him not banned, aren't they? Really? Didn't they uh, say that Saliba won zero out of ten aerial duels in the That's game? Ridiculous! He's massive as well. He's massive, and Tony just won all of them, but. Um, but uh, um, do you want to do the VAR thing, Scott? Or should we just... Should we just yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, another shocking decision. Our two games, two bad VAR decisions. Um, you know, it took them, what, took them long enough anyway. Why not just spend an extra minute getting the right decision? We wouldn't be sat here saying, God, that decision took a long time. Would have moved on from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got it wrong. It's so bad. It's just a really, really embarrassing... They just didn't even check. They never even drew a line, though. They never even checked it, did they? I must say Arteta's response is very classy. He's not he's not moaned about it. He said he said, What do the, what do you want from it? And he went, Well, I want two more points, but I'm not gonna get it, so I'm just moving on. So mm-hmm. fair play to him. A lot of managers would be still moaning about that. They can't do anything yeah. about it, move on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that leads me to my differential. is gonna be my uh, differential this week. <laughs> <laughs> Big derby, this one. Alice Brighton, the biggest derby that there is. That M23 is... <laughs> they hate it being called that, apparently. <laughs> it's. Uh, I know it's more than the M23. I know it's not as close. I know they've had a history and this, that, and the other. Um, Solly March, well done, Sandy, for your differential uh, last week. You picked out uh, with, with the goal, um, even though... <laughs> I'm glad we got the VAR out of the way at the beginning. The stupid man should have had potentially goal and an assist, shouldn't they? Yeah. Um, they just didn't draw the line to the right bit. Is that what it was? This yeah, time? It, was on, it went on um, Gay. It was on Tompkins, I think, or something like that, all the yeah. way around. It was like, what? Yeah, I know. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like, just come on. You've got, you've got all this technology using it wrong. Um, yeah. It's, you know, Palace, for me, no assets I'd still look at from an FPL point of view. I think a stooping hand's obviously proven himself at 4.6 to be a good good defensive option. 
Um, you know, again, another assist. That's three assists in three matches. Should have obviously had a goal as well. We've got we've got to say that the finish the finish was like watching me play five aside. I think it was a terrible <laughs> kick, it but it awful. went in. It went in though, didn't it? It was an awful finish, but it still went in the goal. Um, and Solly March continues to contribute. I think Alexis McAllister had like ten shots in the game. By the way, he's playing a lot more advanced, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, he looked quite interesting as a, a differential shout if you wanted to look at Brighton assets. And I'll be looking at him in, in draft. Uh, I think it's some somebody like that's quite good to bring. Nah, you won't be looking at him in draft, mate. Where have you got him? Yeah, uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, but but yes, so good player to have in draft, Scott. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And again, we've touched on Brighton already, but um, plenty plenty of assets there. Matoma, a little bit of a quieter game, but still had a couple of shots. Um, yeah. Any thoughts or further thoughts on Palace or Brighton before we move on? No, nope. nah, good. Fulham Forest. Fulham scored. Uh, and how good was William? Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, right. It felt like it was twenty-three again. Yeah, he, he, he was just fr- he was just tormenting the Forest defence. They didn't know what to do with him. It, it was just it was just a joy to watch him. I'm ashamed I didn't watch all the game or or player cam back in the day. Oh, player uh, that, cam! Oh, that, yes. that, that'd have been that'd have been a, a great shout on that one. And I was good. Mitrovic missed his shot, um, but. <laughs> Bullion. I've got him on. I've got him in the draft. I think that hasn't merely saving open my draft team. Um, <laughs> I've got about half of the Chelsea team and uh, William. Um, but yeah, um, I think um, Forrest looked quite blunt. Didn't know what. Didn't know what where they were coming or going with that. I think, um, but Forrest are always good at home. Yeah. Away. It, it depends on what which eleven turn up. <laughs> He's got yeah. that many to pick from, and I, I suppose it didn't really help that both the centre halves got injured in. What was it the first ten minutes? Seven minutes, I think. Like hamstring, yeah. wasn't that double hamstring? Oh. <laughs> a double yeah. cull, a double culling. Like the, the, the earliest <laughs> two subs ever in the Premier League history. Yeah, so I I yeah. agree I agree with you, Baz. Though this isn't a game that's going to keep. It's crazy, isn't it? Forest or looks at this. Forest fans were like, "God, this is going to be a massive game." As it turns out, not because Fulham are doing so well, but it's going to be Forrest's home form that keeps them up, not their away form. Uh, and also, uh, also as well, uh, also well, Alex, uh, great shout for your Ream as well. Yeah, differential. Ream came up with his three bonus points, uh, and yeah, you're totally right, Scott. The last six games at home for Nottingham Forest, they're fourth in the form table, which is ridiculous. Like they're above City, Liverpool, Brentford, Brighton. You know, like. Uh, whereas the away, um, they are down here in 16th, along with Chelsea, who haven't won away from home in their last six. Wow. Enough. And their next game is uh, against Southampton at home. I thought it was done a bit of Southampton at home, but they've got um, an away game in there against Spurs in 25, I think. Is it away 25? Uh, yeah. Game at 25 is away at Spurs. Well, they've not won away from home in a while. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Andreas Pereira getting a, a nice assist again. Uh, yeah, Reem doing bits. Um, Martin Wheel, Robinson, ripped you for it last week. Thought it was a terrible shout. <laughs> oh, one sec. Show us that bench again. Oh, I know. <laughs> this bench is awful. We've t- the stupid Antonio oh. Robinson we've touched on already. I was like, I can't help it, Martin. I'm really sorry. Wow. But, <laughs> you where's your bench? Put your bench boost up your triple captain, lad. Um, oh. Yes. Uh, 
he had went for Leno Robinson. He played um, obviously Trippier, Gabriel, but uh, yeah, Robinson then with eight, Tony nine, Estupinian seven. The podcast listeners uh, with a very exciting so 24, 26 points on his bench. That'd be a tasty bench boost. Anyway, moving on. Can I tell you about Kalechi and Acho for a minute? So, you know, he's got, and this is a stat I've, I've heard, by the way, on a podcast I listened to today. He's got the 10th best goal scored per minute played in Premier League history of players that have played over 150 games in the league. Like a goal over like 115 minutes, I think it was, 112, 115 minutes. Some, it is, it's something ridiculous like that. I think he's the 10th tenth, the tenth most prolific player per 90 in Premier League history. They got a lot for City, didn't they? So I always come off the mm-hmm. bench and seem to get like a goal late on. It, it's it's mental. When he plays, he scores. I mean, his last two games, he's got like 12 and 15 points. And yeah, he got goal, two assists. And then I think this one was near enough the same goal and an assist. It was That's like, it. yeah, so. He's got, he's, got to, he's got to be a shout moving forward. I mean, mm. don't, get me, don't get me wrong. When you look at the fixtures for him. Uh, that, that's the only problem. But. As Scott says, Arsenal. don't don't his um his resolution from last last year was like don't look at the fixtures, look at form. Yeah. What I will say as a Man United fan, just to get my two pence in before we talk about the Leeds game, but um this is the sort of game which I would worry about for us from which is why we're not in a title challenge. Um because we've got Barcelona on Wednesday, then we've got the Fluster game, then we've got Barcelona, and then we've got um Newcastle. And then we've got Liverpool away. And this Leicester game in the middle, we've got loads of injuries. It just feels it feels like that game where he's going to play Shaw and Maguire at centre-half again and Kelechi's going to have a field day. You know, it, it's with Madison, because we haven't... I mean, Casemiro is suspended still for that game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he is still suspended for that game. McTominay's injured. Sabitzer in front. It just... It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be put off buying Ian Acho for the Man U game, but they do play Arsenal the game oh, after that. It's very inconsistent that Leicester run, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Swap, swap, swap Southampton and Chelsea around this summer, then you could look at maybe getting them in twenty-seven. This is a. It's it is it is annoying, but at the same time, remember Kalechi from like a season and a half ago, two seasons mm. ago. Honestly, it was good for me in draft. The lad just went nuts, didn't he? He scored so many goals. And um, there's a, there's quite a lot. I mean, that the is they're going to blank in 28 as well. So they've got Man United, Arsenal, Southampton away, Chelsea blank, and then probably a double game week. So from uh, game week 29, when they double, he's top of form for the whole of the, the whole of the game. By the way, collected no. When they double, if this is gonna uh, gonna work for fixtures, so when you're looking at the screen edge, forget that game week 28 game and say pretend that says 29. It's probably going to move into 29. Then they have a double game week 29 against Brentford Palace potentially. Then they play Bournemouth. Then they have City. Then they have Wolves, Leeds, Everton, Fulham. So they have a nice a nice run there. Um, it, it feel it feels like. That's probably the time you're going to get involved. I, I can see Madison in actually going into a lot of teams. If you did want to try and go a bit differential and go for him a little bit earlier, you can do. It's, it's just tricky, isn't it? Because the two games that he's delivered in are Villa away and then against Spurs. So they're not the easiest games. Anyway, 
Good old Kelechi. What a chap. Madison looks good, doesn't he, Scott? Very good. Very good. Back to his, uh, back to his old ways. It, you know what I liked about him on Saturday as well? They gave him the armband. And he seemed to love that. I think he tweeted oh, about they? it as well. I didn't yeah, notice that. He, he tweeted as well. He was like, loving leaning the lads out tonight, uh, today. And it, it's just one of those players that's clearly embraced it and just potentially take him to that next level. But yeah, Madison, there's always periods of the season isn't there, where we sit here and go, we're going to have to maybe get Madison in. Um, <laughs> again, I don't think we're going to be jumping on it. There's next two fixtures, but certainly that run there, you could you could see yourself getting. I could see myself getting Madison in more than in Nacho. I feel like for that run, you kind of need Nacho to go off form now. So he's back in form then. I don't feel like he's going to be in form for the rest of the season. I feel like he's too patchy. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get that. Um, and their team they played was Suter and Fass centre-half. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they brought Suter in to start yeah. as well. Uh, Mendy, uh, who scored an absolute worldie. First goal, <laughs> wasn't it? For the club. What a goal! Um, Worth the wait. Dewsbury Hall, but then it feels like Tete, Madison and Barnes is that three as well with Ian. It feels like Brendan's been tinkering all season mm. and it's just starting to get to a point now where he's he's hopefully got that team sorted out. Uh, Spurs... I'm going to say it now. I'm a bit worried about them moving forward. With that injury to Bentoncourt, mm. he's so important to them. It's Son's off form. Kulis since he's come back from his injury, hasn't looked anywhere near as good. Uh, I just worry about Kane as an asset at the moment. And it, it's frustrating because, actually, in terms of fixtures for Spurs, they've got... West Ham, they're playing 25 Chelsea. Then they've got Wolves, Forest. Uh, Wolves, Forest, Southampton. And I've got my screens messing about. And it's a good, easy game. Yeah, Everton. So Wolves, Forest, Southampton and Everton. Like They've got really good fixtures. So I, I, I don't want to transfer Kane out. But I do worry about them. And I feel like if you want to sort of make a move to sort of gamble to catch up, maybe getting rid of him is a move with... West Ham and Chelsea that you might want to do with them injuries. I know what did you what did you make of Spurs? Anyone want to comment on good old the mighty mighty white? Shocking. Yeah, I mean you beat City, don't you? And then you go and do that against Leicester. All I would say is that I don't know if you boys watched. I watched the Spurs Champions League game last night against AC Milan, and it's one game, one game only. But I must say. Harry Winks, not Harry Winks, but the hell he's playing in Italy. Um, <laughs> Oliver, Oliver Skip. Skip. Oliver, Skip. Oliver Skip and uh, Sa. Sa? Uh, yeah. They were brilliant last night in that midfield. Don't get me wrong, um, it's one game and we can all be brilliant for one game. Um, you know, Alex, I think you could go pull the strings with Fred against Barcelona tomorrow night, mate, if you wanted. But, uh, Thank you very much. You can... Uh, they looked okay, but I don't. I, th- I think you're right. I think it's going to be too much for them. Like Ollie skips twenty two, Sars twenty. They're, they're missing a lot of experience in there um, with Benton Kerr. Obviously, Hoiberg will come back in, but it's it is it is a bit of a miss for them. And and I, like you say, Son looks well off it. Kane looked really good last night. Um, everything good was coming through Harry Kane, but I agree. It's it's not really Kane being off form. It's the people supplying him that seems to be coming off a bit. And it is one I've looked at. I nearly brought Kane out the other week. Do you bring a Kane out for a Darwin Nunes? Yeah. It's, the thing is, again, like, and I mean, this is, I, I'm talking to you here, and I'm still quite a long way behind you. 
But what have you got to lose? Like you're hundred and some points off. Like at the end of the day, and this is a genuine strategy here, by the way, for when we look at, at chip usage and stuff. And I know this is I know this is a funny one because it frustrated you last year. But why not just throw throw the throw the kitchen sink at it, do a load of differentials if it if for the next so many weeks. If it works, wildcard twenty seven, free at twenty eight, bench boost twenty nine, and then play out the rest of the season if you've got to within like fifty, sixty points at all. If it goes absolutely pear shaped and terrible, save it for the cup. So game week thirty three, right? You could you could you could play it play it that way. Um, I've uh, I'm still trying to build my way up my work mini league at the moment. I'm, uh, yeah, I still think I can cash. Definitely can't. <laughs> so deluded. The only way you can cash is get my cash in your team. <laughs> I think he can get Emery's team going. I don't know. Does he start? No, uh, he's benched at the minute. Yeah, I was going to say it's um it's not great, is it? Yeah. Um, Ward still didn't get a clean sheet, but he's going to come back. He'll be back for Ward. Uh, no, Nathan, got... Nathan, sorry, go on. No, carry on. Nathan Jones got sacked, Scott. That's what I was going to come to you on. <laughs> uh, he... I'm not laughing at that. Like, that's sounded really evil of me, just laughing at Nathan Jones being sacked. Did he get no points at home in the entire uh, time he was Southampton manager? And then yeah, he got it's... one. He, got, he beat Everton in like a ridiculous game, which was actually a Look, massive game. That's all he did. When you, when you, when you hire someone like Nathan Jones... They need to hit the ground running, or people will just lose faith in him like that. If if they'd hired someone with more experience, I don't know, maybe r- randomly got Pochettino back, um, they would. He won't be sat if he'd been on this run. They would give him more time, but they're never going to give Nathan Jones time. He was a decent manager um, at Luton. He went he went across the Stoke and failed. Went back to Luton, did well. Oh. All right, Scott. Oh, he's lost it. Um, is he? Uh... But, sorry, I just had to cough. Um, but yeah, he was one of those. You know, he's an interesting character. It just, yeah, he, he was never going to give get given a time. I think it was an awful, awful uh, recruitment by by Southampton. I think if you're in this situation, why they didn't go for Sean Dyche is beyond me. Um, when he was available, why a lot of these teams that down there didn't, I don't know. But yeah, never given the time. I think they're in a hell of a lot of trouble. They're absolutely screwed, aren't they? Um, so the whole recruitment from Southampton, the buying the players, and obviously the managing appointment was just just shocking. Yeah, they're trying to buy young players and stuff like this, but it's not it's not worth. It's, it, it, it's it just a season to forget. Yeah, they're so done, and it doesn't. And the thing is, as well, like they didn't buy any players that were getting many experience to stay up, did they? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a game like this where you wouldn't look and you're playing against ten men and. You go and lose it 2-1 and Wolves had more possession, higher XG. Wolves dominated with a player less. Yeah. It's you just you're absolutely done. Uh, f- from an FPL perspective, um, everyone who thought Bueno was dropped and Ain't Nuri started, um, well then Ain't Nuri got taken off and Bueno came on and played amazing. So yes. just a bit annoying, really, I think, for everybody um involved in, in Wolves assets. Jao Gomez obviously came on and scored. Um is he four point five midfield, I think he was. Uh, he's someone to, to keep an eye on. Adama Traore got his like, one or two assists for the season. Benarek got his usual own goal. Um, he looked like he'd been, pay- he like <laughs> been paid to do that. It, it, was, it, like, it, was, it, was, it was calamity, wasn't it? Probably Richard Dunn. I mean, literally, Richard, he did, yeah, actually. It's um, literally one save Jose Sam made against, yeah. and they had 10 men. It's just abysmal. Anyway, 
Um, Wolves, in terms of assets, again, I think Podence wasn't even in the squad. This time he might be injured. Yeah, injured. Uh, it's it's just a re- it's a bit of a minefield. I really like Ruben Neves, to be honest. If you're going to go someone a bit differential, my, um, my my actually my week's differential is in the Wolves team. Well, okay, okay. Are we are we, we going to do it now? Should we do it now? Might as well while we talk about fixtures. Go on. Mine is the trap, Adam Chori. Oh, Adama. Right, Scott Scott hates it so much. <laughs> we watched when we watched that game together, and it was Traore was the most classic Traore I've ever seen oh. in That's who I'm going from a differential. He's got back to back assists. Love Why it. Why not? Absolutely. Even that's without Jimenez in the team. Do you think? Um, do you think Eddie Howe let Bournemouth get a point? Because I know he, I know how much he loves Bournemouth, um, but it. It, it, I don't know about you guys, right? But I, I didn't watch the game. But it was on in the background. I watched it a bit. I know you watched it, Scott. So correct me if I'm miles off here. Tepid, Newcastle didn't feel didn't feel great. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. They didn't they didn't they didn't have that. I mean, Wilson didn't play, did he? So they didn't have that little bite up front, um, which he gives you going forward, especially because he would have been playing against his old team as well. Um, it's amazing how like how many players cross Bournemouth and Newcastle to say, you know, they're quite a long way away from each other geographically. Uh, a lot mm. of players seem to swap between them, but yeah, I think Newcastle have been tepid for a few weeks. I think they've certainly not hit a great, as you can see there, draw, win, draw, draw, draw. They're turning into a bit of a. <laughs> they were really entertaining at the start of the season, um, you know, scoring left, right, and Chelsea, and then uh, they've really gone off the boil. They're a bit boring. And they were keeping yeah. clean sheets, not keeping clean sheets no more. No. Uh, someone, someone, someone I know I was speaking to, um, he, he had triple Newcastle defence this week. Yeah. Well, a lot of people got done this week because they had like Pope, Trippier yeah. and like Botman and they played Botman over Luke Shaw because United conceded two in midweek to, to lead. So they went for Botman over Shaw, which I don't think is a terrible move, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I agree on that one, but and, I think it's my favourite, to be fair. You've got to look at the game, though, haven't you? You've got to like be a, a football mindset and not really think about form and stuff sometimes. So 5.30 kickoff under the lights, Bournemouth, Eddie Howe, yeah. only, you know, they would have got, they would have been so fired up for that Bournemouth. A lot of the players would have played under Eddie Howe. The fans would have been up for it. I felt like Bournemouth, I put, I Put Bournemouth to win. I thought they would win that game. Um, so I'd, I thought they would definitely concede. Look, if it was maybe a three pm kickoff, maybe a bit different. I just honestly feel like when it's a TV game and it's under the lights, it just makes a hell of a lot of difference. You look at um, Newcastle as well um, here. Obviously, Liverpool next um, at, at home, so it's a tough game. Blank, then City. It feels like. I mean, I know they play Wolves and then they have Forest in 28. So they play in 28 and they're probably going to double in 29. So they're a good play- team to have players from, which is why keeping Trippier makes total sense. You'll have value in him as well. But I feel like a lot of people will get to game week 28 with just Trippier and maybe maybe Pope as well still. But I feel like triple Newcastle's now kind of gone. Um and it's it's uh, it's, it's a double it's a d- double Newcastle still seems okay. But uh, but yeah. Interesting, interesting one. Uh, Leeds played Man U in the early kickoff. I'm going to close through these tabs now, so that's going to slow, like speed my computer up a little bit. 
Um, at least they've manu. Did you watch the watch the game, Scott? I did. What did you uh, What did you think of of, uh, of of my boys and and, uh, I thought, and my other boys? I thought the game were quite boring uh, for like seventy minutes. Um, having having gone to the game at, at, my, at Old Trafford last Wednesday, you know, have witnessed that. Luckily, you know, first hand, I thought it was a fantastic game. I felt like it was pretty boring. Obviously, like the the the, the crowd were up for it, and and you know, atmosphere was good, but it's very tepid. Um, I think I put in the, our little WhatsApp groups. Maguire's just so slow on the ball. Just get it and pass it. Get it and pass it. I don't know if it's because he's like a fridge that it looks like he's even slower, like compared to someone like a Varam. But there wasn't there wasn't enough movement. There wasn't enough zip. Uh, Leeds was certainly the better team for a lot of that game. Majority of that game, they were the better team. Uh, Bruno did have a chance first half, which he should have buried. But Leeds had a you know a fair few chances themselves. They looked better going forward. They had more um, passion. But if you're going to be finishing even an outside sniff for a title, these are the games you've got to win. And United, Man United won it um, because of one thing and one thing only: a clinical cutting edge. Uh, which Leeds have not had, and Leeds fans themselves have been saying they've not had for months. So, you know, they've got a Bamford who is so, so out of confidence. He had a, he had a chance where the ball got put into him, and he looked scared to touch the ball. Um, compare that to, what, two seasons ago, when yeah. he was in England squads and whatnot. Um, compare that to a Marcus Rashford, who can't miss. I mean, that that goal, the, the goal he scored was fantastic. Um and yeah, they just had that little bit of you know that quality coming off the bench. I thought Garnacho was unlucky. I was surprised to see him dropped. I thought he played really well on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, he he's come on and he's he's got the goal and you know put the game to bed. Um, yeah, I was you know <laughs> probably like you two boys sweating the double Manu clean sheet, and you two are trying your best in our WhatsApp group to um, you know to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know how many chances Somerville needed in the game. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous. That Lee should have absolutely been ahead in that game. Um, and I, you know, I watch it from a Man United fan perspective, but you know, of both the teams. And as I was watching the game, I thought Lee's just deserved to be ahead. And then there was so that chance of Somerville in the first half that he put over the top and over the bar in front of the south stand. I just saw Chris Clegg's face behind the goal. She's like <laughs> eight row, eight rows up behind there, just like cursing. Um, because it's just it was a guilt guilt edge chance, and yeah, we're just we're just clinical. Ten Hag made a wrong team selection. Ten Hag got away with that, yeah. that he got away with it big time. Because you can't play Maguire and Shaw at, Ho- at, at Ellen Road at centre half. You can't do it. And the changes that he made bringing Martinez on was that was that was the key. You know, yeah. Martinez on for Malassia, putting Shaw out wide. We had the ball, then we progressed the ball better. We were in much better control of the ball. You know, Garnacho came on with a bit of energy for Sancho because he obviously yeah. is still lagging. Made all the with, difference. I'll say with Garnacho coming on, there was a more movement up top because mm. it, it was there was hardly any. There it was, was like, a reason both our goals came down the left for for yeah. a reason because yeah. we changed the left side. Just, yeah, like horse is terrible. He was yeah. awful. He was say, really he, bad. He's eight foot nine. And he can't win a header. Yeah, but he's he's like he's so yeah. He's eight stone wet through. I think that lad. Um, he's playing anyway. more of a. He was playing more of a false nine. It was weird. He just kept dropping deep, trying to control it. I'm like, but Manu, Manu didn't really help themselves. They didn't really 
put crosses in the box where he should thrive in it. But like what Scott said, he's, he's since he's been, since he's come, he's only probably won a handful of headers. Yeah. He uh, he'd have put the ball in there at one point. He was offside, but never mind. <laughs> but yeah, um, we we got away with one there, I think, and then we we were quite clearly the better team for the last twenty minutes of the game, yeah. and then we're clinical and and and, and finished it off. City uh, are they are they back? Um, the, uh, Haaland's not on penalties. Uh, what the hell's going on, guys? <laughs> City City game. Scott, again, you you watched the live? Did you watch it, Bass? Did you watch the City game? Just watch highlights, mate. To be honest, fine. Live uh, first half. Scott, City look like themselves, their old selves. Do you think? Uh, getting there, but certainly not the full flowing old selves. They look like they're getting there. Um, Ma- you can tell Mar is has got confidence. Grealish, I was actually quite impressed by Grealish. I must say, yeah. You can t- you kind of tell why he's kind of stuck with those two. Um, they were certainly look like they were getting there. They were they were being more. And this is what a lot of pundits have been saying. They were more direct with Haaland's runs. Uh, mm-hmm. um, KDB kept trying to pick him out. As much as, and I think you might touch on it, is KDB done? He was brilliant. He was so good. And as a KDB owner, I was annoyed that he got two points. Um, so I'm be keeping an eye on him tonight to see how they get on. But he was actually really, really good. It was He was back to his best, I think, KDB, or getting close to it. Um City certainly, certainly were getting there. I mean, they'll be disappointed not to keep a clean sheet. I mean, they've not kept many at all this season. And, you know, there was a period just after Watkins scores where there was a couple of little half chances again for Villa. And that would have been a very nervous last few minutes if um, they were sniffing that goal. But, yeah, getting there from what from what I saw. It's difficult, isn't it, with De Bruyne? Because since the World Cup, he's got two one three five zero because he didn't play six one two. It's just hard when a guy's, you know, it's twelve point four million. Um, I think if he doesn't return, he's got obviously Arsenal now. No one's selling him Forest. It's the they've got Bournemouth away in game week twenty five. You say sorry. You say no one's selling for Forest. I tell you now, if he does nothing tonight, Amares. There's no chance I'm sat here as a non-Mares owner again. I think I'll sell him for Mares. Do you think you'd, you think, think you'd try and work Mares in, in a different way, though? Because I think if, I, if I've, I've got two City assets, I think I'd try and work Mares in for Martinelli. Yeah. Like, and, and then I'd, cause then I'd want three City players for the Bournemouth game. And then for 25, if he doesn't deliver, then I've got Mares, De Bruyne and Haaland. I might take De Bruyne out for Salah if he looks any good. Yeah. I yeah. mean I've got yeah, I mean I've got Ake who's dropped obviously the game uh last game, wasn't he? Uh mm. so potentially. He'll he'll start he'll start tonight, Ake. Yeah, they played three at the back, didn't they? And yeah, um Bruno Bruno's uh Bernardo Silva kept going into defence. I was like, What? Left back, yeah. Yeah, I was like, What's going what's going on here? He's like playing centre half now, he's at left back. I'm like, but he was usually an attacking player. When I looked he's... at the lineup, I'm thinking Wow, this is going to be a new two-three-five formation here, yeah. and, and then obviously it shocked me when they did an analysis on match of the day. But he's he's an incredible player. Yeah, and uh, if you could play football, you could play football, and it doesn't matter what position you are, if, in, in especially in Pep's teams as well, because it's all about keep ball. So, and yeah, he's very on. And like like what Scott said. I think the big difference to make City tick is keep the ball, keep the ball, keep the ball. When there's an option, when there's when the defence is pushed up, 
over the top. Arlen, Arlen's in is just uh, like a lightning bolt. It's just yeah. great. It just gives you that other option that they've missed. Yeah. Your man. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, really quick. I just wouldn't no, be no, no, worried. No, no, about, no. I, I wouldn't be worried about him not playing today. I think it was purely um, they just didn't want to risk it. They were so he's, he's back in that. training anyway. So yeah. yeah, totally agree. He'll play tonight. He was taken off as a precaution. Yeah. Um, but Watkins, your man, delivering. Again, yeah, he had another chance to score. He's he's a, he's a shout, Baz. Honestly, yeah. I, think, I think he's really three I think he's three. Looks, it looks like the Watkins of old. Um, looks like he can score with any shot, even though it wasn't a a, a, a blast. It was more of a tamed effort, and it, it went in. So, so he's. Uh, no, but and like I say, you, you, this is the thing. You, you've picked him out as an option, and this is why he's so good. I mean, don't get me wrong, Arsenal at home is a tough game in 24, but Everton, Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, a, a probable double game week with Chelsea and Leicester. Then he's got Forest, and then it, I know it's Newcastle after that, and then I don't know who it, uh, uh, Newcastle, I don't know who is after in game week 32. I can't see it on my screen. Uh, yeah, Brentford, and then Fulham in 33. A really good run of fixtures. He's obviously going to play. He's, he's in form. I, I think he's a great shout from you, Basil. Well bring him in. You're going to bring him in? <laughs> not, 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 <laughs> <laughs> not for this week. I'll anyway. bring him in. Bring him in, and he'll turn crap again or something. Curse, as Culler keeps saying. He's definitely somebody who I'd, I'd, I'm considering bringing in to help navigate those blank. Double game weeks, etc. Kind of needs, kind of need, and I don't really want to push this because I don't like anyone getting injured. Kind of need Helena Kane's get injured, and then it's going to like free again, free up stuff like getting Watkins yeah. in, someone like that. Yeah, yeah. Because at the moment, Inketi is such an easy third striker to put in as well. Um, yeah. Liverpool to finish off with. Uh, I didn't watch this game. I only saw the highlights. Um, I uh, I saw uh, Jordan Pickford. Was he picking up his shopping or something when Salah went through? I don't really know what the hell was going on there. But um, uh, talk to me about the Merseyside derby, Scott. Yeah, I watched it. God, that sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all the football this week. Um, yeah. To be I fair, watched... I watched Chelsea West Ham and I watched Leeds Man U and then I watched yeah. uh, half of the City game. So, like, you know, it's, you're on your own. I just missed this on Monday night. I would, I would just say copy-paste from what I kind of said about City. They kind of look like they're getting back to where they were. I mean, if you're not up for a game at 8 o'clock under the lights at Anfield against Everton, you're never going to be up for a game, are you? So they needed to come out. They needed to come out all guns, you know, all guns blazing. And 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 they did. They they looked all right. To be fair, I thought Salah looked all right. I must say, it seemed like he was getting on the ball a lot and trying to make things happen. Um, the the young lads, I'm not even going to say his pronounce his name for me in the midfield. Budget uh, budget. Uh, by, by the way, what 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 an accent he's got. I don't know if anyone's ever heard it. It's a mix between Spanish. And Scouse, it's unbelievable. <laughs> give a give the interviewer a listen, but he was brilliant uh, in that middle. Obviously, not 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 really for fantasy football, but uh, just as a general, I thought he had a fantastic game. They've got players coming back. They had Van Dijk on the bench, had Firmino on the bench, they had Jota coming on. They've got some of their really key players coming back now at a really crucial time for them with the Champions League. So I think it's not on. You know, it wouldn't be shocking to see them go on a little run now. 
use this as a catalyst. I think Verges are going to be massive going back into that team. You had you had Robertson looking like an absolute s house. Like he was. I loved that clip yeah. that I saw of the kicking off when he laughed. In yeah. by the way, just I mean I'm going to be a completely biased Man U fan here. Cody, it's a red card. If Casemiro is a red card, it's a red card. Grabbed him around the neck. It it it, it doesn't matter. It, it it annoys me when I see these things because I'm like just we want consistency. Another VAR thing. Anyway, sorry. Annoyed me that it shouldn't. I, I don't think shouldn't. It, whatever. I don't want to see people sent off for, you know, that because it, it was actually quite funny, but it was just annoyed by the inconsistency. But I love Robertson when he's in that mood. You know, he's he's going to deliver. Mm. And um, yeah, laughing in his face was was uh, was funny. Um, yeah, Gap post scored. He looks he looks all right in the highlights. Yeah, no, he he's, played well. I thought I, I thought they all did all right. All right is what they did. You know, he, he had a couple of moments where he picked the ball up and just ran at him, like we kind of saw in the World Cup. Um, it caught him a little bit, which I was quite impressed with. But there's a good player in there, but it's whether they do an Ollie Watkins or not. I've listened to the podcast last week. It was like, yeah, he doesn't like the colour, he doesn't like the pressure of Danny Ng, so now he's playing better. Now these players are coming back, your Gakpo is, Salah's probably not going to get dropped. But your others are up for grabs, aren't they? You've got to, you're going to have a lot of players vying for those positions now. You got Firmino and Jota back, um, and I don't think Diaz is a million miles away, right? From I think he posted some on social media Did, the yeah. other day. Um, so there, there's going to be a lot of competition for places again. So I it wouldn't makes, be surprised to see them go on a little run. It makes it really difficult for free hit twenty fivers. If anyone was free hitting in 25, because a free hit team in 25 will have three Arsenal, three Liverpool, three City, some West Ham Wolves, Leeds, Everton, Villa, sort of mix up, make up of a team. Um, and, you know, beforehand, you could probably put Gakpo, Salah, and Darwin in quite comfortably. Now I'm not so sure. You know, you could definitely go with Salah, but, you know, Darwin's an, out, an outsider shot potentially. But let's be honest, you know, if you saw a front line in those two games of uh, Firmino, Jota, and Salah, would you be surprised? I wouldn't. No. Uh, so it makes it really tricky for, for game week 25 free hitters. So Sandeep, it makes it really difficult for a man who's got seven players not playing in that week. You know, he's going to have to take some hits or play with 10 players, which, you know what, if you're going to play with less players, then do it in a blank. But the problem is you're doing it in a blank when everyone, when there's also a double. So it's, it's really like 28. If you're going to play with nine or 10, it's not the end of the world in game week 28 because everyone else is going to be in a similar boat and it's only a blank game week and not a double game week. So it's okay, but, you, you, but you're worthwhile taking minus fours in game week 25, as long as it doesn't screw you over long-term for a blank player out, for a double game week player out, because if they get two appearance points per match, then you break it even, aren't you? So you, you need one clean sheet to be one point net up. Um, it's it's, a, it's a, definitely, a, definitely an interesting... Interesting time, uh, Barry. I know we've uh, we've run on quite a bit here, so uh, I know we like to, we just like the sound of our own voices now, uh, chatting away. Um, differential and also a potential eleven for the week. Yeah, so I've, I've picked my um, differential anyway. Adam Chorey. He's not in my eleven that I'd I'd pick. Um, if I had to, <laughs> if I if I was if. if <laughs> so I differential, but he's never he's not even one of the eleven I'm gonna have. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. I was tempted, but um 
I don't I don't really fancy him that much because he's <laughs> just a trap. He's just a trap. You picked him um, to wide Scott up. That's what you did. Yeah. Oh, no. So um yeah, so eleven, um Kepper and goal, um, James, um, Rico Henry, and then Samido uh for Wolves, and then Neves, Rashford, Mares and Madison. I've gone for midfield. And then I've gone for forwards, Harlan, Tony, and Yao Felix. Gone for that. Yeah. Yao. It, it seems really it, it does seem really boring uh, also with this, but like Felix at 1.4% owned. I, I find him I found it a real like mm. almost like a cheat differential pick, but he was gonna be my differential pick at 1.4. If I don't want to go for the player that I don't think like a like a cheat, um I like uh, the the sound of going for someone like Garnacho. I think he'll play against Leicester, um, and I think he's four point two. Andy's have written this down. Uh, he's not point eight percent owned. So Felix is my differential pick, but you know it's a bit of a cheat, really. So I, I'm going to go Garnacho. Scott, Modric, Modric. Okay, okay. Well, what, what's his ownership, Scott? Quick test. Uh, I think it's uh, 0.9%. It's 2.8, mate. But good good try. Oh, it's gone up a lot. Up a, lot hasn't it? <laughs> a lot of people transferring him in. They all agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I think uh, we're looking at some some good good options. There. And, and I like that team seems pretty good, Baz, to be fair. I mean, we've obviously debated this already. And, you know, you've obviously got some players in there that are relatively obvious, Haaland's, et cetera. But there are some players in there I think are going to uh, give us some good differentials and uh, perform well. I'm going to skip doing the pod team because I want to come back to that when we do our wildcard, actually, and get all the listeners involved. And we'll just wrap up with fixtures and captains. Uh, the deadline is 11 o'clock on Saturday, the 18th of February, for the game week 24. The early kickoff to avoid is Aston Villa at home to Arsenal and BT Sport. Uh, still under 2.2 goals as an average on <laughs> the kickoff. Uh, then we've got Brentford Palace, Brighton, Fulham, Chelsea, Southampton. Everton, Leeds, Forest City, Wolves, Bournemouth, and then Newcastle, Liverpool, which sounds like a fantastic game on Sky Sports at 5.30 on Saturday. Then United, Leicester, and Spurs playing West Ham. Forest have a fantastic home record. Uh, Manchester United are playing Leicester, which could be a trap game, could be heavy rotation. Arsenal are the early kickoff. Who's your captain? Everyone's going to say... Everyone's going out, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Still, I'm pure fear. If, 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 if uh, I wanted to pick someone different... <laughs> Here we go, Terrari. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I would actually probably go Reese James. <laughs> That's such a trap pick, Lazaro. Wow. If I, if I had I like to pick it. someone randomly, because it's probably going to be Haaland anyway, Haaland or Mahrez to me, but probably <laughs> Reese James to me, because I've got him in my team. As you mentioned, he's got, what was it, third highest XG? Potential yeah. clean sheet against Southampton. I, I, my, the other, the other game is the Chelsea game against Southampton, isn't it? And that's why, again, João Felix is somebody who I think that would be an outside pick for the captaincy. I mean, United at home against Leicester, it, Rashford's home record's insane, and like it just, it, it it's it's really it's difficult because everyone's going to go Haaland against Forest, mm. but. I think Rashford against Leicester, it's still not... I mean, Kane's playing West Ham, but we just Spurs just don't look that good. 
there's there's loads of half captaincy options, isn't there, this week? And I think it's quite um, an interesting one. I hope we see some different picks, but I don't think we will. Scotty, what do you think? Yeah, I like your different. I'm gonna. I'll be honest. I'm gonna watch tonight. I'm gonna see how Haaland looks tonight because I could. I'd. I'd quite easily. I, I might move to a Chelsea. I'm yeah. just such. I'm such a home whore. <laughs> I love a home fixture. Yeah, and uh, I'm so negative on the early kickoff as well. So yeah, oh, I'm not such an mm-hmm. Arsenal mate. No, don't, yeah, disgusting. And, and Watkins. Uh, <laughs> You're not even bringing him in this week, man. No, I would look <laughs> at I would, a kickoff, isn't it? Yeah, I would look at maybe Man U, but I'm not watching the game because I'm working, so I wouldn't even look at that. Uh, yeah, I think for me, it's yeah, it's I mean, yeah, it's kind of Kane, Harland, Rashford, or Felix for me, and it, and it's just I like I, I just fear for Rashford's minutes. Against Leicester, between being sandwiched between the Barcelona games and before the cup final, and I know yeah. he only needs sixty to get goal, but the injury. I think tonight, I, tonight for me, see what Harlan and KDB do. If KDB puts one on tonight, I could quite easily captain him. I just have this massive fear because um, I captained KDB. Uh, I didn't captain Harland when they last played. Uh, Nottingham Forest, and he had a hat trick in 25 minutes. I think it was. Oh, yeah, good times. So, um, I just, I feel like the my my lesson learnt head is going. Don't be a moron, Captain Harland. <laughs> like you got it wrong last time, but Forest home for it, it is tricky. It is. And I might go. I might go different. I might. I might stick it on Rashi. Well, I do like bringing you this week. Forrest's first choice centre halves injured. Oh, no, it's... Yeah, but they've got cheeky Kale on Navas, mate. Mm. What a side it is looking like. Wow. He would make brilliant again. He's a top keeper though. Henderson, like I said, Henderson must be out for a long time, if that's the case. Um He ain't getting back he ain't getting back in at this rate anyway. Coming back to United, I think. And then we're just gonna he's gonna be a like you know, De Gea's contract's up at the end of the year. <laughs> So it's all very, uh, yeah, it's getting to a crunch time with us. But anyway, we're, uh, we've run over. Uh, we had a nice chat, though, haven't we? And uh, thanks so much for joining us this week, boys. I'll uh, we'll try to get the podcast up as soon as I possibly can do. I'm having editing issues with the video, but I'll try to get the audio up as soon as I can. Hope everyone enjoyed the game, enjoys the game tonight here between us and enjoys the game if you listen to the podcast later on. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Harry and Scott. Uh, don't forget to like the video, guys, on YouTube. If you are watching it, we're getting many views, but only a couple of likes. So either you hate it or you haven't bothered signing in and liking it. So uh, sign in and like it. would be great. Follow us on our social media platforms, Audible Pod, all the football, P, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We put the Instagram polls up, ask for questions, etc. So uh, keep joining in. And uh, thanks a lot, guys. And, uh, and bye for now. <laughs>